Welcome to Own Your Pleasure, hosted by Whitney Miller. All right, and welcome to Own Your Pleasure, where we talk to folks about how they do just that, owning their pleasure. Today, I've got a friend of mine, like I know this person, like <laughs> we know each other, not that well, but I feel like we have a lot of mutual friends. This is Brittany. Yep. Um, Brittany has this amazing story to tell. She's been so gracious to come on and talk about it. And I'm really excited. So hi, Brittany. Hi. Hello. We do. We have a lot of mutual friends and our spheres have always kind of collided. So this is awesome. They do. I wish I would have got to spend more time with you when I was in Tennessee because like I dig your vibe like very very much <laughs> I mean I've been watching you the whole time I'm like one of your internet stalkers so it's cool <laughs> I appreciate the support thank you so much so I'm just gonna start this out just ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself like where are you from so I'm from here Knoxville um South Knoxville East Knoxville my grandparents were in South I was raised in East um and uh, I moved out though uh, at 18 I was raised in one of those extra, extra positions of, you know, that fundamentalist church, Jehovah's Witness to be specific. So, um, you know, bordering, bordering cult-like mentality. And so I okay. saw an out right around 22 and I took it and I left for Oregon and I spent um, several years on the West Coast discovering myself outside of who I was supposed to be and I had some incredible experiences and then life through all kinds of crazy events definitely brought me back here. Um, I wanted to be with my grandmother at the end of her life was one of the main things because I was in Bozeman, Montana about to buy a yurt farming and I was like, no, I got to go back to Tennessee to my grandmother. Oh, that is <laughs> it a big crazy journey. Yeah, and I did. And then we've um, been here for about eight years now. So um, I'm back. Back in South Knoxville, actually. Right on. Okay. So I want to know a little something about you. I want to know, like, what lights you up? Like, what makes life worth living to you? And I was like, a big one. It is a big one. And I've chased a lot of different things. And I've had a lot of different goals and seen different lights at the end of the tunnel. But right now, uh, what brings me pure joy is absolute radical honesty looking at myself and digging into me and then being able to reflect that and see reality um is bringing me the most joy (laughs) I I mean I I like hiking and walking and stuff like that too um but I started digging into myself um you know I'm almost 41 so whatever it wasn't it was not that long ago (laughs) so I, I spent my a lot of my years thinking um, that this was pleasure and this was desire and this was happiness and this was that, but it was all external. And so now I'm trying to go into those more internal vibes. Yeah. So you feel like you were kind of like exhibiting external, like oh, appearance of yeah. pleasure, but not feeling. I'm going to call it fake it till you make it. <laughs> right on. Right on. I hear you. Yeah. So authenticity, like you're you're yeah. coming home to all that. Oh my gosh, that's the thing I'll ask you. Like, do you feel like life begins at 40? This is about to be my best decade. Like, I I can't, 
I look in my 30s and I'm like, girl, you grew. Man, that was some hustle. I look at my 20s and I'm like, and then <laughs> your 20s. <laughs> we have to make uh, those mistakes, you know? That's you know, how we, we do. <laughs> we do. Um, and I, yeah, it was, I would say technically it was 38. 38 okay. for me is when I heard and realized the term of radical honesty. And I was like, okay, I've always thought that I've been telling the truth, but now I'm going to really try to tell the truth. Okay. And that's, that was probably leading up to 40. And then my 40th year has been the most revealing year of my life. Yeah. Um, ups, downs, this and that. And I've, what I've found is that I've given myself the tools to ride the waves so I know the waves are coming, but I've like, I got my boat with my little like toolbox back here. Yeah. People that have their tools that I don't have, you know, I've built community for myself at this point in my life um, and true connection. So I don't have to have all the answers. Oh, and yeah. You're so much Good, good. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, I'll be hitting 41 in just a few weeks, February 3rd. Okay, and birthday's coming up. Birthday's <laughs> coming up, and so I, uh, I think this is this is definitely. I'm looking forward to this decade. Oh man, I can just like your energy's got me so excited. <laughs> I, was like, oh, like, I, I love what you're saying. Like I'm totally picking up what you're putting down, especially that noticing. I don't have these tools, but I can network and like I can mm -hmm. borrow them from my community. Like. We don't have to do it on our own. And actually we can't like, no, we can't, we can't. And I've got things that you don't got and I'm more than happy to give them. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And oh my gosh, on that note, like, I want to ask you, like, what service do you put out into the world? Yeah. Um, so career wise, I am uh, headed, I, I've redone I've done this, I've done that. A lot of my career has been service, like nonprofit work, farming, uh, volunteer organization, putting in classrooms and teaching. So a lot of my career, and now I'm in massage school because I want to touch people and yeah. um, do the thing. So my life, I feel like service is the key. But specifically, I like to think that I am a cheerleader and I can purse genuinely with your happiness. And I like to consider myself um, a transmuter of energies. So, you know, you bring me the frustration and anger and maybe I can show you how that's really just excitement. You know, um, you bring me the sadness and maybe we can turn it around into growth. And I pride myself on holding space like that. That's beautiful. That's oh, beautiful. <laughs> so that, like, do you get a, like a charge when you do that work with people? A hundred percent, like a million percent. And it just, it feels so good. And so, you know, there's always selfishness to your gifts. And so the part of it for me is just, it feels like genuine joy. Yeah. Oh man. I would almost call that like self-preservation of your gifts because it's like you're giving, but you're paying attention to what you're getting out of it as well. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. As I definitely feel that when I work with clients, I, I totally understand what you're saying when you're like, hey, let's let's get curious about this feeling and see how it's mm -hmm. serving you. And like yep. watching people light up or wake up to that, like, oh my gosh, yeah, that oh yep. feeds my soul. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I need it as much as they do. So it's yeah, yeah, exactly. No, nothing is one-sided and it is always both. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I want to hug you. You just like you. <laughs> well, I will make it to Asheville and we will have a big hug. <laughs> okay, we can do that. I'm loving the conversation. But um, I want to get into like, so I, I saw your Facebook post um, where you made your big rainbow announcement and it made me want to reach I out did. to you today. So that's why I had you come on. But I feel like you have this amazing story to tell and I, and I want to just let you tell it like yeah we can, okay we can start wherever you want to like if you want to start where when you realized you're like I gotta I gotta I gotta come out you can start there yes yeah. it's uh, you know I it's a it's a story with lots of doors and caves and twists and turns like I think every middle-aged woman who comes out um is and um, you know, when I, the moment that it, like, when you know a truth and the truth comes, you can't, you can't turn away from it. And it just is now. And so now everything that before, when you look at it, it's like, um, what's the whole course of miracles, uh, change of perspective is a miracle, right? So now I look back and I see the other side of the cube of my entire life and how I related to people and how my shadow kept tripping me and this and that. And remembering moments of my adolescence where I just want to hug her, you know, and the one that always pops up for me is, and you know, it is what it is. It was a middle school uh, gym room situation where I'm there and we didn't have one of those gyms where we got naked and showered. It was just a dress in, dress out middle school. No one's showing anything. It wasn't like an ogling. Oh my God. But I was in there with these women and girls, you know, as it were, and I realized that I was attracted. And I realized that because I started telling myself, you are so not attracted to this. Uh, this is, you have, you know, right when your feelings start to come up and you start being, a, your, your, your puberty tells you what you want. Yes. And so I know I remember after that day, walking to the bus and being like, no, 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 no. You like that boy. Mm -mm, you like that boy. Yes. And convincing myself I had a crush on him. By the way, I never dated in high school. <laughs> no okay. one. <laughs> like, um, nobody even <laughs> like, dated not even I didn't even really like um actually my first uh real relationship um with um anyone was a woman and okay. like my first love was a woman and yeah. uh it was within a situation that was very forbidden because I was like I said raising the cult and yeah, you have the Jehovah Witness part with all of this. So I'm like, it's a lot. That's a whole okay. last side of it. And so, okay. uh, um, I, you know, I wasn't allowed to, I'll tell you one thing about the way they view homosexuality and it okay. fucks you up a little bit more. I think okay. it's okay to be gay. Just don't act on it. Oh, okay. So they can say, I love I can still love it's like it allows for them to gaslight you even harder <laughs> I see. like so yeah. in my head I could be like okay it's okay that I think she's pretty as long as I don't act on it and it really creates this duality inside of you oh it's hard to, like, you have to deny yourself so hard so you can see it but you have to say no to it, it that's a that's a you know a whole cult mentality training your brain brainwashing thing but so that's, you know, what was under my brain. And so um, I, uh, at 18, um, married another cult boy. We were, you know, dating and then pressured straight into, oh, dang. 
anyways, we could talk about that all day, what dating then was like. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and pressured into, you know, we were going to lose financial support if we didn't do the thing the right way. Because at yeah. 18, we were being kicked out, but also we're going to pay anyway. A lot of coercion. Mm-hmm. Um, got pregnant with this boy because I, I, I didn't know how birth control worked, even though I tried my best. I was still 18. And um, he introduced me to my first because him and a friend of his thought it'd be real cute if their wives hooked up. Oh, <laughs> that would be hot. Thought it'd be just super hot. Yes. And, oh yeah, my girl talks about girls. My girl talks about girls. And then, yeah. let's and then we, let's get them together. And so um, I fell in love with that girl and um, she's our mutual friend. We have remained friends this entire time. <laughs> Uh, We had a tumultuous, you know, we were young. It was what some might consider, you know, open marriage when you're polyamory. It was literally just a bunch of kids fumbling through emotions that they had no idea and creating situations that further opened up doors that we weren't ready to look at. And um, we were all coming out of uh, strict Christianity, uh, me specifically and the man I was with, the cult. And yep. none of us were prepared um, to handle everything that was happening. So, mm. boom, explosions. I moved to Oregon. <laughs> I, I moved to Oregon right after that. I actually, there was a, a boy in Barley talking about how he was going to Eugene, Oregon. I was like, that sounds like fun. So, got yeah. to know him, hitched a ride in his car out to Oregon, stayed with him for seven years. That is fucking I had to get out of here. Literally, Whitney had to get out. Um, yeah. The the uh, I I chased another girl after Josie and got um, and she led me on too. But I I was I got you know I turned down after I said hey I want you, and yes. I think all that rejection I had to run. So I ran away to Oregon. I did not. Yeah, you know, I ran away. And so when I came back this time to Tennessee mm-hmm. eight years ago, the first person that says hello is old Josie she's like I have all these friends I have all these friends here why don't you come get to know them they're the reason I know you um they're still the people I know today um she introduced me to everyone eventually she moved away she's in New Mexico so she was your catalyst would you say yeah uh so anyway life 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 I had my journey she had my journey we had kids she was in her marriage I was in mine to a wonderful man Daniel um by the way and um Life and he's on. been like so oh, just with all like he's uh, Daniel is just happy that we could reach a place of authenticity with each other that's gonna make me fucking cry I he he would make you cry um he's probably one of the more outstanding humans on the face of the earth oh <laughs> and the way that he is holding space I'm gonna cry. That's um, so huge. This is not no, the it's huge. story with what, no. what you're doing. That's beautiful. His part of it is he is so excited to find his authentic self. Yes. Within our newfound friendship. Yes. And how we're taking like we are friends. We have always been friends. Yes. Everything we do is under an understanding of love and literally um you know, things change. What are you going to do? Yeah, best. Exactly. 
like yeah. best friends. And um, that's what we're exploring and supporting each other as he finds himself. And he has obviously held the space in our 10 years together for me to be able to do this and okay. feel like this is okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, so anyway, so as things get going in life, um, frustrations happen. And about, like I said, uh, oof, a couple of years ago, right after, I mean, the pandemic changed a lot for everybody. It like the miracle in perspective, yeah, everybody's sure. perspective shifted. Even those that were already on a, any type of path, they went this way and this way and this way, it all changed. And um, right around that time, uh, we opened our marriage Okay. and I wasn't satisfied, but it wasn't because of him. I just knew something was not there. Yes. You know, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And our, our friends were all like opening up their marriages and me and Daniel had started an open relationship and I've had experience with them. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's see if this is it, if there's pieces. And basically the idea of it was um, it's time to find autonomy. I am an individual human in this relationship, meaning yeah. my relationships and the boundaries I have with other relationships are based on me and another person and me alone, autonomy, go for it. Came, then came the words radical honesty. Yes. Okay, well, if I'm gonna be my own person, who the fuck is in the mirror? <laughs> I don't know her. Yeah. Um, and this, this and that. Then I call it, you know, when, you know, at like 19, 20 something, you walk out and you, you caught your kid smoking a cigarette behind the bar. You say, all right, fuck it, here's that carton. Smoke oh, yeah. Them all. Smoke them all. I call it my carton of dicks. Okay. Dating, dating and polyamory. I, okay. Men immediately, but I, I, was, I, was, I was looking for ladies because I knew my bisexuality needed to be itched. There was a scratch. But men kept coming and I'm like, all right, fine. Sure. This one, this one, that one, this one, this one. One time experiences, one date. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, wow, this is what you got. Okay. All right, cool. You know, carton of digs, just this, this, and that. Yeah. Lots of lots of experiences. Um also, again, remember my Daniel is holding space for me in all of this, this whole yeah. time. Uh, an incredible man. Like we can't forget it. I was not alone in this. And he had his own experiences, but they were nothing like mine. And, um, you know, autonomy, holding the space for it, no matter what. And ups and downs, but yes, a lot of space being held for me to figure out who I am. And it needed to be because I needed to go through every single experience. Yes. So we're doing our thing. Um, even though open relationship, neither of us have or any uh, polyamory is what we claim. So we could have, you know, a, a full on relationship with another human but neither of us did and it's fine um because yes. that wasn't the goal the goal was autonomy within our relationship of ourselves and um my friend Josie was coming back in town uh-huh so yeah, how long she did it been, like what's the uh, time I saw her every, I saw her every time she came in. Um, we kept up decently, but not completely. We've always, we've kept up for the past eight years on okay. a friend level. Um, I kept it on a friend level without knowing it, without knowing it, without knowing it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when shadow and your shadow does not things. But uh, so um, I don't know if I saw her the time she'd come in before or the time before, but I'd seen her within the last couple of years. And um, I, I mean, when I was living, when she was here and I was here, she, we were both within the, we were 
five minutes from each other. So we, we parented together again. We were pregnant with two of our children together. My first child, her second child, same age, wow. born the same month. My second child, her third child, born two months apart from each other. Like we were there for each other for two pregnancies. Like yes, friendship is on like it's the most important. Yeah. In your teens to like. Oh yeah. that Yeah. And I've always thought she was like the standard of beauty and motherly care. So yeah. Um, anyways, she, she's coming into town and she uh, makes a Facebook group. You may have been in it. A little Facebook yeah. event where she was coming in. Hey, here's where I'm going to be. Here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was one night, she was like, she posted in the group, Hey, I'm at the hotel, whiskey and, you know, such and such herb. Come hang out, you know? Yes. Uh, and I was like, I'll be there. Yes. And um, Monday night, I also, let me just plug another awesome thing that Daniel did. Uh, he, well, a couple of years ago when I'm looking like all my friends are opening their marriages or getting divorced, I have a fucking minute. Um, he helped come up with um, emotional labor-free days where are days that I just get to leave the house and not think of anything at all. And he will handle everything outside of going to the hospital. So Monday was one of my emotional labor-free days where I could just pick and choose because I need the freedom to do the thing sporadically and without talking about it. Like, oh, my plan's changed. Um, and so he was trying to give me space to do that within the family. Um, and so on a Monday, I just do whatever I wanted. Monday and Fridays, I had two, I had two. Mondays wow. Mondays. I know. I know. He did this for me. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is. Um, so, uh, it was a Monday, so I could just do whatever I wanted. So, mm-hmm. even though he was, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, there's that freedom of it that I also had on top. I felt very free to make my own choices. And which is really important. And so um, I text her and I go, she sends me the hotel and I was like, oh, I can't wait to be there. And, and I swear it was an accident. It was an accident. And I looked at it and I immediately was like, oh my God, that was an accident. I sensed the drooly face emoji. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be there. Drooly face. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm just in the last one. And she texted back. um, The first one was fine. My yeah. body went cold and Ooh. I remembered everything. Yeah. I had blocked memories, feelings, everything. And I remembered it all. I remember where I was. I was, I live right across, I live in the Fort Dickerson neighborhood. So I, I had to go right across the bridge Yeah, in South Knoxville and I'm about to hit the bridge. And I got on um, a video with Daniel and I was like, I don't think I'm going to just visit my friend. I don't think this is a friendly visit. And I got home and I was to Daniel. I called, told yeah. him immediately because I was like, I'm going to go see my friend. He knows Josie. We've all known each other. Everybody knows yeah. And we, uh, and I go and I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but I don't know if this will be a friendly visit. Yeah. And so I go to the hotel and we hang out, we drink, we have a good time. And then that woman looks at me and she says, can I kiss you to remember? And we kissed. Yes. And that was the kiss that changed my fucking life. <laughs> I got home and I was like, holy shit. And then we made plans to see each other again the next night because she only had one more night in the hotel before she went back to New Mexico and had her own things to do. Yes. And the next morning, I was like, I literally am not in any way bisexual. I am all the way gay. 
Yeah. And I said it and to myself, holy fuck, I'm gay. And my body goes, yeah, bitch, you are. Thank you. <laughs> and I told Daniel, I said, it was always a joke. And I said it in that post. I, I always said, I'm way more gay than I am straight. Like, I just happened to be with this guy, you know, yes. and, and, and the whole thing, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm zero straight. I've got no desire in me to have a sexual or romantic relationship with a man. Yes. At all. Not even this man who has done all this for me. I point out all the things he did and um, how beautiful of a human he was because even that wasn't enough to convince me to lie to myself anymore. Right. And then I got to sit in it and be with it. And, um, you know, Josie and I, like our story is pretty fun. It's a good one spanning over 20 years, but, um, you know, we got to sit in to our feelings for each other and um, then make life changing decisions to be together. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I, but it was that once I knew it was, it hit me and I was like, Oh fuck girl, how did you not know that? Wow. You hit that from yourself the whole time. And then I had several days of walking around like this, yeah, just slack jawed and like looking in the and rear view mirror at all the things. Looking in the rear view mirror at all the things, looking at it and being like, you are literally a stereotypical closeted lesbian your whole life. Like I did all the things. I, I just check all the boxes. <laughs> it was already, this was Daniel's. He got this seven years ago and I took it from yeah. him immediately. Yeah, that belongs to me. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know, just. Every single bit of it. 2020. It's just like, you can't know until you like, I love the way that you just like, you said it and you say you felt it in your whole body, like just whole body knew. Yeah. But a part of my experiences through the, the carton of dick phase, as I call it, and um, uh, all the ups and downs is finding what a true yes feels like and what a real no feels like. And once I found that, I'm not ignoring it. And I'm like, oh, that's a real yes. It feels like this. And now I have a calibration. And yeah. so when there's a yes that comes, I'm like, boop. And a no, I'm like, boop. No. Oh <laughs> and gosh. that was a part of it. Can you go deeper on that? Like what a true yes feels like and what a true no feels like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I identify my um, north my compass here yeah. sacrally yeah. and when I feel a yes I can only akin it to soul orgasm yeah um, it's my entire uh, emotional body um, vibrates and it's warm and it comes all the way up to my heart and from here is where I used to now I can say it but there was a block for me here of, and then if you don't say it, it goes down, you do, 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 do. but, but all of it. And, and when it comes out, it's almost like the outside reality, which is full of a lot of social agreements that I didn't agree to, um, yes. gets aligned with my inner reality and I can, you know, live in this world <laughs> yes. as myself. Oh my gosh. I feel like you're describing, um, emotional regulation because, oh, Okay, like, that's a good word. I'm, no one's ever told me that before. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> the, there's 
there's dysregulation where you're dysregulated. Yeah, you feel like you can't get grounded. You're familiar with that feeling. Um, so I, what's been described to me is the opposite of dysregulation is emotional expression. Mm, so that mm, about I before. have never heard it that way. Oh, yeah. When you talk about the block in the throat and the feeling in your sacral comes up through your solar plexus, your willpower shoves it up to your mm -hmm. heart, which like authenticates. And then most of us have trouble getting it out of the throat. It gets stuck. Mm -hmm. And if it goes back down, then we stay dysregulated. This gets all fucked up right here. Your body's all fucked it up. It touches your heart. All fucked up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that fucked up body is the worst feeling. And when you get out of that and know that there's something else, you will go through every yes. single fire to keep that feeling. Yes, absolutely. Fire. Absolutely. Yes. Once you feel authenticity, <laughs> you, you can't put that, can't put that back can't in the back. That tent does not go back in the bag. <laughs> it does not. Nope. <laughs> absolutely. That's so beautiful. So what does a true no feel like? Oh, a true no at this point. Yeah. Um, it's so it, 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 if you felt that feeling when you accidentally hit uh, an electric charge and it's dull in your finger and it's oh, like yeah. a dull, a dull, sharp pain. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a whole wall of that and pushing myself to yes on that space increases it. So mm. I get, I get the, the, the initial warning is enough for me at this point. I've pushed too hard on that space and gone too far away from myself. Um, when you push through it, we all know what it feels like. We are Ugh. frustrated. We have grief. Yeah. We are unsatisfied. We are jealous. Oh, are we jealous? We uh, it's like, we're embarrassed. The embarrassment. I think once we can all realize that everything you're feeling is probably embarrassment, yeah. then we can move on. Um, yeah. ooh, right. And, and using those signs to be like, "Where's my yes?" Like Where's if you're feeling yes? those, like use mm -hmm. those as your sign. Um, so yep. much of my work is like taking people back to their body and asking them, like, "Where do you feel it?" Mm -hmm. And like that being like the way to find your yes, because your your truth is is inside of you. Like no one can tell you your truth; you have to feel it. That's so true. Right. Gosh, yeah, I'm getting chill. <laughs> so good. So, so, what are like some highlights of like your new crashing into this? Like, can you talk about like some highlights of what's going on with you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, me and my family are picking up, and we are moving to New Mexico. Okay. Um, I'm doing. I'm. I'm getting my gold star U-Haul lesbian card. Okay. And going straight out there. Now, saying this, there had already we already had never planned on staying in Knoxville forever. Um, I am an adventurer and a traveler. I've lived in lots of different states. This will actually be I've done all the routes across the United States except for this one. So I've done four. I've, this will be my fifth trip across the United States. Um, and so I love that part, and I love adventure, and I love something new. Um, we rent, and even though we've had. Um, these opportunities to buy nothing. I mean, literally the craziest and craziest opportunities and then things would come and take it away. And our landlord just came to us after so much crazy shit. Um, our landlord came to us and offered us a cash for keys to get out of here this year. So oh, we're getting so a chunk of cash. <laughs> Amazing. 
<laughs> so we were gonna have off, to move. You're doing the right thing. <laughs> we were gonna have to uh, move this year anyway. So I'm like, wow, so glad that we chose this. Daniel's family's in Southern California and he has his own growth and family drama that he needs to deal with. And he was here for me for mine. Um, and finding peace with my mother and everything about me. So I cannot wait to be here for him and we'll be closer. So yeah. it'll be, it'll be easier. So it's, it, there's more of an alignment beyond just her, but I will point out once again, she has set herself up in a place and has this beautiful community that is ready to welcome me. Yes, she does. So, yeah. Yeah. I know again. Yes. Um, and, so Daniel's so, gonna be in SoCal. Is that no, he's staying um he's coming to New Mexico with me, but his family's there. So he'll just be closer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're staying, we're gonna yeah. have to be roommates essentially. There's no reason to break up our family and yeah. not live together, just have our own rooms. Oh my god. Way way better. Way better yes. than sharing a room. I basically I look at his clothes in this bedroom because we don't have enough space in this tiny ass thousand square foot house. And yes. I'm like, Damn, I just want that out. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have your own space. <laughs> and him too. He is. He's like, I cannot wait to unmesh our finances, unmesh our personal things, and and my yeah. stuff to just be here. And his the way his neurodivergency works, he's it's really going to help him take control of some things. And he's about to have his own major growth, but he'll get to have it with Josie and I being there to support him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. It's I can't stand it. <laughs> I love it. I'm pretty good. Uh, not without some of the hardest fucking work in my life. So let's not get rosies about it. it. This is, yeah. None of this. None of this was fucking easy. It's easy and with ease now. Yeah. Because of all the hard work before. <laughs> yeah. Could you speak on like some hard points, like something that sticks out, like, um. The lowest points that I have had are, and it's looking back at, 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 I've been the perpetrator and the victim in the same moment. And I didn't realize I was also the perpetrator when I thought I was the victim. And mm -hmm. so I had some very low emotional points um, where it was because, to think specifically, um, <laughs> there was a time when I saw a cockroach in my apartment. Okay. Was, I lived at, I lived at this place in West Knoxville and there was a cockroach and that car and, and it was it was not a German cockroach it was one of those big guys from outside you know the ones like that just come in for warmth palmetto bug looking it's a palmetto it's not even you know what I'm saying I know this now <laughs> it looks prehistoric and, <laughs> prehistoric but I broke down and had a fit of just excess Essential woe. And then I brought it upon Daniel that because his cleanliness wasn't up to standard, we had this bug in our house, right? And I can name a lot of moments like that where I was at this lowest low pointing fucking fingers. Oh, yeah. And that feeling is so awful. It, yes. I, I can't, I can barely even take my psyche down there to how deep and dark it feels to point fingers when it's you and you can't consciously know I, there's a lot of reasons why that bug scared me I actually went to deep meditations about that fucking bug and now yeah. I'm Daniel was like should we watch Joe's apartment and I'm like yes <laughs> yeah. 
Take it down. Exposure therapy. <laughs> yes. I don't have that about bugs anymore, but it was it, like, like that was very specific. But that I, I went on a I went on a path of a cockroach for a really long time because of that. But and that just that's how it pops up. And so I guess that's a big calibration for me. If I, I if I'm not taking my own responsibility and what I've done in every instance, then I'm probably uh, pointing fingers without looking at myself. Um, but I hope to not do that anymore. Like, I know that I'm, <laughs> I'm always, that always, always me too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, you know, when we have that visceral feeling of that experience, it, it helps so much to guide us away from it. Cause we're like, Oh, I've been here. I know what this is. Yeah. I don't want to be here. And it, it all just comes um, to me to sound it. I know it sounds so cliche, but being honest with myself is different when you do it. Yeah. But it does sound cliche. <laughs> just be honest with yourself. It's but, you know, a lot of cliches, they're, they're, they come from truths, like, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, oh, gosh. Um, that, do you feel like it's like a high? Like, almost like. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not alone because it feels heady to me. Just like it is heady. I wake up every morning and the first thing I do now is um, breathe like reality, if that makes sense. Like I, 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 am, I have a tendency towards detachment and I am just marveling in attachment in like, like the good way. Like I'm, I'm here attack like I'm present I am in my body today I my mind is thinking about today and um it's it's really amazing yeah do you feel like you take better care of yourself no yeah <laughs> in little ways um I've always taken good care of like you know I'm a hygienic and whatever but I have never lost my teeth three times a day okay yeah and 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 I have bad teeth and I know I've always had to and now I'm like oh yeah no, you should wash your teeth again it's just yeah little little bitty things yes because you care about yourself so you do the thing that you resist because resist um, resist mm-hmm I say you get yeah, you feel that that's me in the morning with my workouts with the all of the routines like I feel the resistance but I remember how good I feel on the other side and I'm like I deserve mm -hmm. that. Like I deserve that good feeling. So I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this hit 30 minute workout. That's terrible. And I'm going to take a cold shower, but I'm going to feel amazing. <laughs> yep, exactly. I hear that. Right. Like, what is your favorite self-care thing right now? Like what's something soft? Makeup. Makeup. I've okay. never worn makeup like okay. in a consistent way. I've always thrown it on here and there, and like you know, we're not talking anything crazy. No, you look great. Have, I am so interested in this forty-year-old skin of mine and um, mascara to make me uh, have no eyelashes, but a little mascara. Um, I I'm putting on makeup. It feels good. It does. It does. Yeah. Oh, good. And I, I, you know, I like to try on things that other people do um, spiritually and physically um, just to see, hey, maybe a piece of that works for me. And so, um, I, you know, I, 
a lot of the people I know um, enjoy a beautiful made face and they find authenticity in, you know, throwing this, this and that on and highlighting their natural features. And so I've just been trying that on. I don't yeah. know if that'll be the one forever or that I will continue to wear makeup because washing it off at night is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> one of those things that you have to like remind yourself, you know, feel good if you do it. <laughs> It'll feel good if you do it. And, and, and it does. And I feel like I'll, I give, you know, a, a, a forward face of confidence and anyways, you know, just trying on different spiritual practices. Makeup is a spiritual practice today. Um, yeah. And then we'll see what it is tomorrow. <laughs> because there's a ritual in it you know there's and it's by yourself and meditative it's intentional exactly exactly I love that and you know you deserve those things for yourself and you're doing it yep oh it's so much good stuff (laughs) it's just so much good stuff you're making my heart explode oh (laughs) that brings me joy (laughs) giving me so much joy Brady oh so happy I appreciate you so much for like taking the time out and sharing this with me. Like, oh, this is so everybody. nice to get to speak it. I love. I just it's it it's so nice to say your truth out loud. Um, yeah, at all moments. So I, I appreciate the opportunity. That's awesome. See, we exchanged. I love yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love that. That just juiced me up. So. I want to ask, like, it would be okay if I caught up with you and Josie, like, once you got out there, would you two come back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be a lot of fun. Um, I think the two of us would enjoy sharing our story together, too, because we, there are pieces of it. I remember feelings, but not events. She's the memory keeper. I've yes. never been the memory keeper in any way. I remember a feeling um, okay. in astrology. It's my Scorpio moon. Um okay. But with her, she remembers things that I don't remember. And I've told her I'm not ready to remember yet. Like, as anyway, it's a whole thing. We definitely need to do the thing. <laughs> just so talk good. about her story. I just found emails from 2011 when I was in Oregon emailing her. And mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm in love <laughs> with this story. Like, period. I'm so excited for you to get out there and start your new life. Oh, Me my too. God amazing i'm so happy for josie because i i've talked to her over the years and i know there's like that space in her heart that was there like i could see that i didn't know it was you um like i'm so excited for the two of you to to be together oh we are too yes i'm sure you are (laughs) that's amazing Oh my gosh, uh, Brittany, I just want to thank you again for doing this and like, and yeah. for doing this, like, let me catch back up with you when you get out there. I, my cheeks are hurting. I'm so excited about all of this. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I mean, me too. <laughs> so beautiful what you shared here. And I, I just, what, what you've said in this interaction is so powerful because you're showing people the steps to like explore their pleasure and begin to speak it. And then they can own it. And like, that's what I'm trying to do out in the world is show people how to own it. It's so important. We are pleasure every inch of our body. So Absolutely. I keep doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it heals. Like pleasure heals. Yeah, it does. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much, Britt. Goodbye. This Bye. is a lot of fun. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Awesome. I appreciate the ears. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please be sure to like, comment, or rate, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, don't forget to own your pleasure.